Hey, this is the Art Confessions with Danny and Diane, and every week you're going to hear us talk about all kinds of things in the art world. Hope you enjoy. You'll hear our opinions, our thoughts, and everything in between. Stay tuned. Do you hear me? I hear you. Alex? It's not. Oh, he's, he's not on there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'm glad. I was worried that we couldn't hear me properly. Well, uh, I hear you. We just have to make sure that Alex does. Yeah. Hello, hello. Hey! Okay, do you get white noise this time? No. No. Do you hear me now? I do, I do. All right. Awesome. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. This works. This actually works way better than I thought it would with like a few exceptions at the beginning. It's okay. There's always a little a little bit of troubleshooting here and there. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So I'm just like getting my questions ready now. Um, how do you want us to call you, Alex? How would you like us to introduce uh, you? Alex is fine. I mean, I always go back and forth between Alex and Alexander. Um, but like my friends call me Alex. And I guess artistically, I'm Alexander. Okay, so we'll call you Alexander or the sign, Great. I sign my work. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I sign my work Alexander. But Okay, so we will call you Alexander yeah. then because that's that's what you're yeah. you're that's what we're interviewing you for <laughs> okay <That's it. sighs> this is like this is honestly like my biggest problem and ever since I was a kid when someone introduces themselves to me through one name it's extremely hard for me to call them something else so I'm very sorry I want to do my very yeah. best to think about it okay <laughs> So I might call you Alex. It's so hard to like recreate that image. Like I've been going by Alex forever that it feels weird. When I got into university, I was like, you know what? I really feel like being Alexander. I like the name, the full name more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that's like, as you grow older, we kind of appreciate our name a little bit more. Like I hated my name, Diane. Yeah. Diane, you know how many Dianes are portrayed through uh like popular media we're always like these annoying women <laughs> you know <laughs> like I hated my name and in French Diane is like everyone's old aunt old horny weird aunt oh called Diane like <laughs> it was awful and now I appreciate it now I call it vintage you know it's a vintage name okay so uh, I guess we could start then I think I think we're all set to go. Yeah. I listened to the last two podcasts and they sounded amazing. You guys were very solid, very professional. I'm like, wow, this is gonna this is gonna catch on. Oh, oh my god! Um, thank you. Thank you oh, so you much. Just made Danny's yeah. day. <laughs> I, I was really self conscious about it. Amazing, amazing job on that on the uh, like album cover. I guess what is it? Oh <laughs> yes, cover, Danny did a great job. Thank you so much. Yeah, that looks incredible. Thank you so much. The first top, the first episode was loaded. 
That was a loaded first episode. It really was. <laughs> it was. It was an intense first yeah. episode. Like, it was, like, very nerve-wracking. You don't want to say bullshit either. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I like the last one we did. It's it's really good. Yeah, you going for another master's? That's incredible. What? Me? I didn't do it. I, yeah. I'm not doing a second master's. Oh, I thought you already had one previously. Oh, no. That would be very impressive. But no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I would like to do another ma- uh, a master's. I think that's why I probably said another, but it's just another degree. Yeah. I meant. Uh, well, without further ado, uh, let's get this mm-hmm. podcast on the road. So, uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Art Confessions. I'm Diane. And I'm Danny. And uh, today, oh, there we go. There's Alex. Today we have a fantastic, uh, a fantastic artist with us. We are going to talk in depth about his uh, his beautiful progress and um, how he got to art residencies, and then we're going to really hone in onto that subject. So his name is Alexander, and uh, yeah, Alex, tell us a bit about yourself. Um. That's always a loaded question. <laughs> like, where are you from? And it's hard to answer because I've like split my time growing up so evenly. I was always my family was always moving. So I would say I'm quite the mutt. Born in Florida, <laughs> grew up in, but only lived there when I was a kid. Moved to Vienna when I was seven, and then moved to Moscow when I was about sixteen. I lived there for a year, moved back to Vienna, and then um, after Vienna to Montreal, went to stage up there after a surprising, like, um, normally we go to grade, high school goes to grade 12, but in Quebec, as we know, it goes to grade 11, and then you graduate, and that was a surprise for Mm -hmm. me, so all of a sudden, it was like, boom, you're done with high school, you're stage up, and you get to pick what you want to do with your life. And after that, I went to Halifax, back to um, Montreal after university. Uh, and then real life, the real life started to kick in where the art was, uh, after university is when, when the, the doors started opening up, moved to Boston to try and start a studio. Um, and that went quite well for some time. Uh, and when that ended, um, I moved to Arkansas uh, the winds brought me to Arkansas, and that's how the groundwork to getting this residency uh, started to happen. But so you went to university. Which university go- did you go to? I went to the Nova Scotia College of Art and Design. Oh, so you I went, went to NASCAD. It. Yeah, NASCAD. So you can um, boast a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was. It was an amazing facility, just anything you could imagine in, in these campuses. And the buildings are um, super antique. I believe it's the second oldest art school in Canada uh, mm-hmm. after Emily Carr or Victoria. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, that's something to fact check for you, yeah. check for you guys, but mm-hmm. I believe it's the second oldest. And that's quite the privilege to go somewhere there. Um, there was several moments in my life where I felt like I was swinging out of my league and happened to get those opportunities and just ran with it. Um, 
and those were one of them. That was definitely one of them. I applied only to two places, Concordia and um, Mascot, and I actually got accepted to both. And I was feeling over over the life in Montreal, even though I have a dear place in my heart for Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted I wanted some ocean side vibes. I think that's that's actually very smart of you because you get very inspired by nature, and that's something that we lack here in Montreal. I find. Yeah, um, there Montreal has like this little hub, you know, around Mount Royal, but. There's access to it, I guess. You have to leave the city, and that's always a drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You take public transportation, like an hour outside. It's like, wow, can be quite a struggle. And then, whereas in Halifax, you're surrounded by it. Halifax just pops out of the forest out of nowhere. If you drive there, you're driving through the woods, and you're like, are you sure there's going to be anything out here? And then all of a sudden, boom, Halifax appears by the water. Wow. Um, and I think Soluit went there. Um, Robert Kennedy, some great, great names went through NASCAD. Mm-hmm. So it was a pleasure to be there. I studied during this time drawing and um, painting mostly were my main focuses. Hmm. And then later on in life, I switched to ceramics because I have like artistic ADHD. <laughs> but that's, that's super interesting. So, okay. So now you told us a little bit about like your schooling. So let's move, let's fast forward. You were talking about Arkansas where you kind of, Boston and Arkansas, where that kind of like blew you towards your art residencies, which like you just said now, you're focusing very much so on ceramics. Yes. So Arkansas happened by a whim. Uh, I needed to dramatically change my life. Um, so actually, I, I went into a rehab. Um, and coming out of that, there was this moment. Um, I was, went to rehab in Montreal. And then coming out of that, there was this moment where I had to think, you know, I was a bit nervous about approach, reapproaching the art world, um, you know, with those kind of naive thoughts, oh, am I going to be as good at making art when I don't, when I'm not under the influence? Yeah, um, yeah. But it, there was some of that pressure, but actually it turned out completely fine. All the skills that you practiced your whole life, I you know I started doing art when I was really, really young. So they all stuck by. It was, I was kind of lost. So I needed this dramatic change. My parents happened to move to Arkansas and I was running out of my visa to stay in Canada, and I was hustling hard to try and, like, life was always about hustling. Mm-hmm. So I became a, a teacher, well, like an instructor at paint night in, uh, in Ottawa, and my visa was expiring, and then I, I drove, I had, to dr- I had to leave Canada, I drove to Arkansas, and when I was there, the first thing I did was Google ceramic studios near me. <laughs> something as vague as that in Google and I found this studio that was just opening up by Rainy Bray a sweet, total sweetheart she opened up Fifth Street Studio mm-hmm. and I walked in there in a winter day and I just asked her um, if she would be willing to do a work exchange program <laughs> I didn't even, wasn't even asking for money I was just like I will help out I'll be your studio assistant technician mm-hmm. if I could just use your space and um for free and and also materials and stuff and so I used this 
as an opportunity to create a portfolio to then apply to an art, art, a ceramic residency in Budapest called the International Ceramic Studio of Keshkemet, Hungary. Um, and I knew, so a, a friend in Montreal has told me about this residency and it was definitely out of my league. I, in, my, in, my, <laughs> in my application, I used um, all my ceramic pieces that I had been doing before in Boston at the time, but that was still me figuring out what I want to do with ceramics. It was a new material for me. I had used it sculpturally before. Now I'm trying to blend it with some functional wear and blur the line between functional and, you know, sculptural wares. And uh, so I actually applied to this. I used two applications to this residency. I sent in those photographs and all the writing that they needed. And then afterwards, I was like, like I, I sent another email and I said, like I mentioned before, I have only been uh, doing ceramics for two years, but here are some of my paintings because <laughs> I wanted to show them like I am an artist and I'm here to be professional. I'm here to actually pursue this. I'm not just like somebody who is a hobbyist, a ceramic hobbyist. Mm. That's, um, that's... So, and I got accepted. And with that, I, I told myself, okay, if I get accepted to this place, I'm buying a one-way ticket to Europe and I'm going to figure out things, a new life over there and continue this hustle, this pursuit of passion that's going on right now. That's amazing. Wow. Honestly, your life is so interesting. I'm mesmerized. <laughs> but it's really I'm kind of racing through it right now, fumbling over my work. But but it's fine. Like it's just it's it's so interesting to see how you kind of you kind of let life guide you through these moments that is so impressive. And by the way, congratulations to have gone to rehab and gotten out of it and to pursue Thank your you. dreams. Like that's like an immense uh, like it Actually, shows power. August first just passed, and that was two years sober. Um, so, and it's a, it's incredible to see what happened in those two years. And actually, what you had just mentioned, letting life happen, I had to really learn that. Mm. I I was always trying to control what was happening in my life um, by, I don't know, just fighting against the grain and this natural grain that's happening. And then suddenly I was, and I didn't even want to move to Arkansas. And I was on the phone with my rehab constantly, you know, talking about it. And my counselor is just like, you have to, you have to go with it. This is your only option. And then rolling with what's unfolding in front of me mm. has somehow been working. You have to just tap into this magic kind of, and what it all boils down to is betting on yourself. You have to look at your like skills and be like, okay, I can I can do this. No matter what is going to be thrown at me, I'm going to figure something out. Mm. And then while I'm figuring this out, I'm going to lay down the steps for the next thing. <laughs> but um, um, right now, you are you went to that res residency in Budapest, but now you are at another art residency, or you already did it. No, I, my next residency hopefully will be in Medalta, and I think that's in Alberta, um, so I'll be going back to Canada. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, but I, I've, I've done, a, I, I did the ceramic residency in, in Budapest. Well, actually, it's outside of Budapest called Keshkemet. Um, that was from uh, 
August to the end of October mm. um, last year, exactly one year ago now. Um, so, but now what I'm doing is I'm working at a studio as well as part-time at an ice cream parlor. The studio's down the road. Uh, I bought a wheel during the corona times and tried and set up a studio in my apartment fortunately and and this and the side hustles have been going well that's <laughs> awesome. was actually a pretty lucrative time for me I find that it's been a, it's been really great in order for people to refocus on their creative aspects yeah. this time those that are creative I find are tapping more and more into that And kind of like what you were saying, you know, letting things unfold as they may and not trying to control it as much. I think that's a very powerful thing that you, you've said, because I think a lot of artists, or maybe I'm talking as well personally and, and as well as for you, that we try to control and we try to think, oh, if we go out of our comfort zone, how is my artistic practice going to be affected in that way? But in reality, by taking those chances that brings you to new places, which is really interesting. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Some people think that they have to go to new places to get these chances, but sometimes these chances bring you to new places. <laughs> that you find yeah. right in front of you. There could be under your nose. Like what happened the way I got I'm working on a contract for a restaurant right now, making well, it's a wine bar. They I need they need uh, tableware from me. And the way that that happened is I'm at a friend's studio and we're talking about politics. <laughs> and then randomly, um, my, this new friend, I didn't even, it was, let's call it an acquaintance because I had just met the person, is mentioning how his friend is opening up a restaurant. And then jokingly, I was like, well, I'm a potter in case you need any tableware to, make, to, to uh, differentiate yourself from all of these other restaurants going around. He was like, you know what, that's a really great idea. And I was like, yeah, the more unique your plates are, the more beautiful that experience is for your customers, mm -hmm. and they'll remember it. And mm. he's like, okay, let me, let me see your Instagram. I'll show it to the owner of the restaurant, and uh, let's see what he says. Then a few days later, the restaurant, opened, uh, the restaurant wrote to me, and uh, here we go. I'm making plates now. And it all happened out of, out of a conversation where I just shot it out there into the universe and see what, who picked it up. I do have a question in the sense that mm -hmm. you like that what you're doing there, like giving, uh, creating these, these plates and I assume glasses and plates and bowls. Mm -hmm. um, would you consider that more like craft or like more of like each yeah. piece is an artwork? I would definitely consider the tableware aspect of it craft okay. and that's that's definitely um a part of that world and and sometimes it's like this taboo oh my god craft he means it's as a hobby but no craft is like an art where you get to touch it it's not often where you get to touch and hold the painting carry it around rub it mm. on your face put it in your mouth whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so but it's but with these little cups you can so that's what I really liked to do but actually what I was doing in the residency was more artist was more in the artistic direction where I was making teapots with uh wooden handles um like from tree branches 
so it was bringing a much more sculptural element into this teapot where yes it absolutely functions but it's not every day you're going to take this teapot with the with a branch as a handle and use it it's not like an everyday usable tea mm -hmm. i mean technically yes but also like it just would be annoying to use it you're going to use a much more efficient teapot than something that's more sculpturally based um but the idea to switch into ceramics actually came from me looking at my paintings and I was like, and also looking at glaze on all these cups. And I was like, man, I would love to make a six foot ceramic painting, like a huge piece of ceramic that is just a painting based off of glaze and textures and what's happening like with the minerals and materials being burnt in the oven. So that's, that's where I would like to go with this. And as I tried to explore with that in the residency, there was a lot of like warping happening. So there's definitely, <laughs> there's a further study that's going to happen there, hopefully in the future at Medalta. Oh, well, that's perfect. That was actually my next question. Like, what are you trying to get out of these residencies that you're doing? Um, maybe the answer to that would be like glaze mixtures that are really unique. And um, also, for me, I, I can never sit idle. So I'm, I'm always a tinker, uh, even when I'm on vacation. So for me, the ideal vacation is going to a residency and having all the time in the world <laughs> to wake up and go into the studio. That's your job, mm -hmm. you know? And that, that, that's ama those are amazing experiences that are, are, are unique to like the people who are artists pursuing that dream. How many art residencies have you done Actually, so far? Just one, just this one. Uh, and I was invited okay. to it at, by a artist collective, which I was invited to join as well, called Mother Tongue. Um, and Mother Tongue is a collective of Danish artists, Swedish artists, Canadian artists. Um, and they've done together as a group several residencies and now I've joined this collective so as they find residencies and send an invite out hey our next residency is going to be Medalta who can join and that way it also kind of makes it cost effective for mm -hmm. us which is a thing artists always have to be thinking about um, because we do these bookings for residencies in, in a larger group number. And then you start to see the same artist, you know, every two years, you, you, see, you see this artist, you catch up on your lives. It's quite an experience. So hopefully a new residency will happen every two years. Mm, that's like that. Honestly, it sounds like, again, something came to you and opens up more and more doors. Definitely. That was mm. a magical moment um, that a friend, Josiane, offered to me. Uh, and she, she dropped it in by ear, she was like, I could ask the, this collective to see if, if uh, we could invite you, but you'd have to submit, you'd have to submit your work and it would be judged and we'll let you know. I'm just, I'm just here passing this along. Let's see what happens. So it's kind of both. It's kind of like the universe is right there giving you these opportunities, but you have to see them. You have to, you have to acknowledge them mm -hmm. and go for it instead of you know letting them pass by it's kind of being tuned into what's happening and being risky with yourself being like i don't know if i can really do this but i'm going to try 
Well, any I, many books that I've read, any artist that says it, it's even when you have failure, your failures are still part of your success. So looking at every opportunity as uh, as every opportunity, you have to take it. You just have to go for it, whether or not you might fail. You can't live in that fear. You have to go Absolutely. in for it. Because let's say you, How yeah. Let's say you didn't get it. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I forget who says it, but um, just like kind of it's always stuck in my head, fail faster. <laughs> Those two words have always been in my head, fail mm. faster. Like do, and it kind of is giving you this motivation to do more things faster. And it's okay. Just move past your fail. You should, have, you should get at least 10 rejections um, a day or, or something. If you're, and I mean, what I mean by that is, um, finding galleries to host your paintings or finding consignment shops to hold your cups. Um, what I do a lot is I walk around and I, and I, see, a, I see a shop and I just go pop in un, unannounced, really, and I talk to whoever's there at the desk about my work or about myself. I'll maybe whip out my phone and show some pictures and I'll see what happens from there. Um, not everything's got to be mm-hmm. emails sent around. I, I think a lot of it is just putting yourself out there. We, we actually had just like our last podcast, we talk about perseverance and just working hard. And what you just said now really proves that like, if you don't put in the work, it won't just magically come to you. Yeah. Yeah. There's this thing that we were talking about in rehab with the counselors and they, they would say this a lot whenever you're anxious or, or you know, just having a tough time dealing with the, the huge amount of pressures of the world and you're supposed to turn it over to God is what they kept saying. And I don't mean God like the big bearded white man in the sky. Uh, God can be anything mm-hmm. that it means to you as any person. Um, but... I was like, what does that mean? Like, does that mean I could just sit in the cou- on my couch and the world will happen and, I- and whatever is meant for me is meant for me? No, absolutely not. Like, whatever is meant to happen, you have to still go and do because it'll change by if you're not doing mm-hmm. it. Like, you don't just wake up as an artist. You have to practice and, and draw and doodle and, and continue to try. Oh, that's for sure. Absolutely. You have to put yourself out where, out there in one way or another. So like you were saying, not just through email, but like maybe face to face with other people talking about your art, talking about the different experiences or for some social media, you have to put yourself also out there for something to come back yeah. to you as well. You have to put in that work for that exposure. Definitely. And, and, and people are grateful to see other artists putting themselves out there. Like one of my greatest inspirations, like mm-hmm. I mentioned, is seeing somebody else pursue their passion. If I, I have some friends who are artists, like you too, like both of you, every time I see mm-hmm. yeah. Diana, on a, Diane working on a mural, I'm like, wow, that is the coolest. <laughs> that is the that's the bee's knees right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it makes me want to go do something. And mm-hmm. I have friends pursuing music careers and just, oh yeah, what, to get something done, I do believe you should surround yourself with people who are very motivated and also go-getters. And, and that, that to me has been a life-changing 
uh, shift with who I'm surrounding myself around. Mm-hmm. Who's oh, for me? sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I think that's Absolutely. like the number one thing I always try to do is also surround myself with artists and artists that have lived different things than I have and kind of ask them questions and and see how they got to their point in life and, and whatnot. Uh, but I have a question. So for our listeners, I wanted to know mm-hmm. if you perhaps could uh, maybe tell us how you are able to finance doing residencies. Because off- more often than not, uh, residencies are, you have to pay to go to it. Yes. So there have been some residencies I've applied for. I applied for one in, it's called the Big C in Australia. It's actually quite expensive, but they do grant, like, some benefits. And um, sometimes you, they'll say, like, okay, you've been awarded half, half off, or you've been awarded a full ride here. Um, that, so but for the big C, I unfortunately still, I was, I was accepted to attend there, but you have to still pay, so I didn't go. It was really expensive. Mm. And why I was able to afford um, the one in Budapest was because of this artist collective, there was a discounted price uh, for it being a group that booked it, um, which made it more affordable. Also, the fact that it was in Hungary, so it was um, in Hungarian foreign, and the conversion rate was beneficial to the Canadian dollar. Mm. There are bit, there's some tricks like that, <laughs> which helped. Um, but also, I, I, I don't only support myself through the arts, unfortunately, right now. There's still, like, I, I work part-time at an ice cream parlor um, before I was an instructor at paint night. And there was a point where I was an arborist mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, working as a, as a scientific tree surgeon. My goodness. And that was really well, that was really well paid. And then another thing is my parents have been very helpful and supportive of my pursuit in the arts. So um, that's a blessing that I can't say that everybody has, uh, but I, mm. I, do, I, I do appreciate the fact that they have supported me. Yeah, and that they see your, that you have talent and that, you know, that's yeah. what you want to do with your life. Absolutely. No, you, and there's always awesome. a sort of note negotiation. It's not always like an empty-handed, oh, just... here you go. But I guess it's a mix between working, saving, and having a support system around me that has allowed me to do residencies. But also searching for clever, um, affordable residencies. Mm-hmm. Like I know there's one here in Berlin uh, at the Berlin Art Institute, um, mm-hmm. and they... You can work with them and create a residency around your needs. So you want to stay there seven days in a studio that's large, small. It all comes into a different equation at the end for the, at the price, like what, what you're going to need access to, um, stuff like that. That's awesome. That, and I think that there is a lot more residencies like that than we actually know. I know that there is one website, if I'm not mistaken, it's resarts.com or .org. .org, and, I believe. Maybe. Yeah. I know that's one website that I've found my residency on. 
Um, I don't know if there's any others that you'd want to mention. Oof, I always forget. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe if you if you just look at them in your computer and just send them to us eventually, and we'll yeah, add them to our. A, it can be a post on Instagram later. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, I just looked it up, and it's resartiz. Okay. Dot org. There we go. Is. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that quick fact check, Danny. No, that was speedy. <laughs> no, no problem. Um, okay, well, that's awesome. Is there anything you'd like to ask Alex, Danny? Uh, he pretty much answered all the questions that I had. But I wanted to know, what have you learned from this art residency? What is the one thing that you'll take away uh, that you find was the most important through this art residency? Um, this last art residency really taught me about, uh, okay, actually the one thing that comes to mind right away is wood firing. I completely learned how to wood fire my ceramic pieces in a wood-fired kiln, and that was incredible. And it took us a little longer to get to um, 1,300 degrees Celsius, um, it took us 17 hours. We stayed awake. We took rotate. We took shifts. Um, oh who gets to sleep and who's up? Uh, and I was awake for a lot of it. And just feeding this kiln wood and then doing a reduction, which was the coolest thing ever. Uh, and the flames inside this kiln were so hot it looked like a jet engine. Um, I think that was the coolest, most unique experience of this learning about like the climbing temperatures reduction what happens what it looks what something looks like while it's going through like how to identify a reduction firing um and also knowing that porcelain acts different in a gas kiln than in a wood kiln than in an electric kiln and there's different tones inside of a porcelain that um like like a, a wood firing kiln the porcelain has a bit of a warm look to it in a gas it's blue and cool and in electric it's kind of mm. you see normally white um that was one thing that's really interesting but it makes a lot of sense yeah. though as you're describing it it makes a lot of sense yeah actually it kind of seems straightforward <laughs> but it's the ash it's the ash that's happening <laughs> inside the wood firing that's giving it that orangey glow it's so go gorgeous mm. and i guess what i learned was also through looking at other artists there, the amount of discipline that each artist had for themselves. Um, there was an artist there that was up super early in the morning and was there, um, gave themselves a routine because nobody's, nobody's watching you. When you're in a residency, nobody's watching you. It's all up to you. Um, there's no one saying like, hey, are you at the studio? What are you working on? And all you have to do is wake up. So I did find myself, you know, I'm a bit of a sleeper. I'm not the early bird catches the worm. I'm more of the second mouse gets the cheese. Um, <laughs> so I, was, I learned a lot of discipline while I was there, which I hope to carry through with me. I do have to say, yeah. though, that the same thing had happened to me when I had done a residency in Panama. Uh, I myself also am a very good sleeper and... I'm not a levto, as we say in French. And I became more of one when I was over there. I'd wake up in the morning, go to the studio, do my painting, go eat lunch, go back to the studio. And it was like 
it had become this routine. And I remember being like that and not everyone, like everyone had their own schedule that they had done, but that was like what I had created. And when I come to, when I go to cottages, that's what I do. I wake up in the morning, I drink coffee, then I'll sketch out what I'm going to do and then start painting essentially. Yeah. Mm. And you're the only one accountable for that action. Mm-hmm. And there's and there's something nice about that. But there's like this absence. So for right now, when I'm not at a residency, I have this ice cream parlor that I have to work at. So I kind of schedule my life around that and fit in my art times, my creative times around that. But when you're at a residency, it's just creative time. So it can be kind of, it kind of feels like you have more time than you actually do have. And it feels so weird to leave that creative creative bubble once the residency is done yeah oh my god it must be like the end of camp you know just like no (laughs) (laughs) how did you guys come up with the name art confession i was thinking like i was going to be coming on and having to confess something (laughs) in my past well you kind of did confess you see through conversation you kind of have your own confessions I mean, we did talk about like personal things as well. And I find like through conversation, we start to just blurt out in this. It's a safe space. So I feel, I feel at least it's a safe of space. Course. I will say I feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we also yeah. came up with it because during uh, quarantine, we were always uh, calling each other because I was having like mental breakdowns. <laughs> So Danny was like, uh, yeah, sure, let's talk. And we started talking on a regular basis. And we kind of told one another, well, you know what? Why don't we make this a podcast? And we figured out a way to do it remotely so we don't have to meet up like all the time and spend hours on editing and whatnot. And uh, that's how it happened. Well, that's good. That's good. Because I was here, I was like thinking about a story Sorry if I add this in, but when I was at no, NASCAD, go ahead. Yeah. I was, I was uh, awarded a um, scholarship, a drawing one, for, uh, called the, by the Robert Pope Foundation. And um, so I, I was awarded the scholarship, and I was really, really happy. And, but then um, <laughs> I did not, I, I, instead of using it to its fullest potential, because I was granted some money, uh, well, which was went to my, which went to my, to paying the tuition. And that also goes into what we talked about, how do we finance things is, you know, you got to find these avenues, use your resources. I applied for this scholarship. I was granted it, but <laughs> and it helped a lot. But unfortunately at this time, I was still a very big party animal. Oh. And mm. uh, I didn't use this scholarship to its fullest potential. So I wasn't granted it for the following semester and I so I lost it basically um (laughs) because I wasn't productive enough oh no yeah yes and and a scholarship in university for drawing is what some people you know pray for and I was so honored to get it but I just couldn't you know hold up hold on to it hold up to the pressure (laughs) But that's, so that's something that I look back on in today's world where I think about times where I've dropped the ball or think about times where I didn't 
hold the ship steer. I didn't steer the ship straight or however I should say that. <laughs> I didn't hold steady. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that definitely fuels me these days where failures, you know, you're like, okay, wow, that was a huge fail. I lost a lot of opportunity, but I also learned because it's, I, 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 I value those experiences that I had. I wouldn't change it actually, but I, I know that those necessarily aren't what I want to carry with me mm-hmm. into the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something that you, you had to, it had to happen for you to learn exactly. that that's not what you want. You want to be able to pursue your dreams. You're given you're given these opportunities, and you want to make the fullest of it. But had you not, maybe you would always take it for granted. You know what I mean? Like maybe in the future, you would have taken other opportunities for granted. Whereas now, you might be taking. You look at it and like, okay, how am I going to get the most out of exactly. it? Exactly. And how to how to hold how to cherish that moment instead of like. not really truly appreciating it. It was the whole thing about being connected to like what's happening in front of you in the universe. Like for me that happened and I didn't even, I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't acknowledge it. So it was taken away from me and Mm -hmm. that's different. And I also feel like goes into painting where being so curious, if you're just a curious soul as a painter, you're going to continue to push yourself like oh what happens when I do this or what happens if I pour this resin mm. here stand it like this <laughs> or rub this squeegee against it I don't know or like use a sponge that I yeah that I cut weirdly or mm-hmm. found some rope outside and now I'm using I use the twine to make a paintbrush I don't know no it's true it's true you have to always stay curious and look at like the moment in different lenses That's, um, that, and I have to say, like, I think sometimes, especially as artists, we'll, we'll not, if, especially if it comes quickly, you know, and you're getting all these offers and people are saying like, oh my God, you're doing great. Not that we get cocky, but I think that if you're not always in the best of places, you tend to kind of take it for granted and maybe that's what happened, you know, and essentially... Essentially, like money comes and goes, and that was what you had to learn. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely, and also, I, I, I would say I probably had quite the ego growing <laughs> up, especially in university, mm-hmm. um, where I was just this eccentric kid, and now I learned how to be a little more tentative towards others and those around me, <laughs> and a bit more humble. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a plus. <laughs> Definitely. That would be my confession for the day. <laughs> that honestly, that was awesome. I loved it. I, I'm glad you shared it with us because then it makes others that maybe take those failures to heart and stop, you know, practicing because of those failures. Whereas look, you continued on and you learned your lesson and it might help someone else. Exactly. There's always gonna be something in your life which is telling you not to do something. There's always going to be a reason why not. Mm-hmm. Like I'm too tired, I'm too hungry, I, mm-hmm. I, I I'm feeling lonely or I'm upset. Like no, there's always or I'm too busy. I work I work part-time mm-hmm. all this or the bus ride's too far away. There's always a reason why not to do something. It's and you have to go inside of you and find that reason why you're doing it or why to do it. And just a lot of the times it's because you want to. You know, it's your it's your thing. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I don't very much for having me. (laughs) I was going to say, like, on that note, it's so weird because there is like a lag that we can't really um, ignore. (laughs) But but uh, but yeah, I'm so happy that you were our first guest. Thank you so much to uh, for your patience and for doing this with us. It was it's a match. Thank you so much for thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing. Honestly. I think it's uh, I think it's really great that you shared everything that you I did. I can't wait to hear your next guest as uh, they come along. This is this is going to be huge. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Alex. I hope you have a great day. Well, great evening because you're in Germany right now. But so I hope you have a yeah. great evening. Thank you for making the time, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah. Same same back to you guys. I can't wait to. See you if I'm in Montreal next. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Right. So we'll we'll say bye. 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 Bye, Alexander. Hey everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Alex and uh, everyone talking about art residencies. So this is a little fact check. There was a couple of things that Alex had mentioned that he wasn't too sure when he was saying them. And as you heard, he said, oh, you can fact check that. So here I am fact checking all of that. So I'm just going to start off with uh, the NASCAD uh, comment where he said it's the second. He believes it's like the second oldest art school. Um in Canada after Emily Carr and and all that. So to be a little bit more precise, what I found out was uh, NASCAD was founded in 1887 by Anna Leonwins. It later became the first degree granting art school in Canada, which is pretty amazing because now you can find an art degree in most universities. It's also one of the most prestigious art schools in Canada. So NASCAD, pretty amazing school. I would love to go there. Um, after that, he had uh, also said that Soliwit had gone there, which isn't true. Soliwit is American and uh, I had checked his credentials and there is nowhere here that he says that he went to NASCAD. Uh, That being said, he went to do his BFA at Syracuse University in 1949. So he didn't seem to have gone there on the info that I got personally. Uh, But there was a lot of amazing artists that did go to NASCAD. Another thing, so he talked about some art residencies. Uh, so he was saying that the next one he's going to be doing is Medalta. So yes, he said, I think it's in Alberta. Yes, it is in Alberta. And you can check it out. It's medalta.org, M-E-D-A-L-T-A.org. We're going to put it down in the comments below. Uh, Also, there was a a beautiful art residency he had mentioned in Australia that is a way to kind of cut costs because sometimes they give away some some residencies or you can pay half price and whatnot. And he said the big C. And uh, that to me seemed very odd, but it really is the big C. That's how you say it. So it's B-I-G. 
fgci.org. So you can go check that out. Again, we'll write it down for you. And uh, yeah, res art. That was about it. That's what we had said. And Daniela definitely fact checked that pretty quickly during our podcast. So I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Alex is super interesting and uh, you're going to get to know him if you haven't already. You can check him out. We're going to put his information in our Instagram uh, feed. If you don't have our Instagram already, it's the art confessions, all in one word. And you can see we add little uh, tidbits. We have pictures and we really are encouraging you to DM us, to talk to us. We would love to hear from all of you. So have a great day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you soon. Bye.